Hey everybody, and welcome to an all-new edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. At least, that's what we do on Thursdays. On Sundays, we're all about collision and nothing but. We collide together. We collide together. Um, <laughs> so that's what we're going to do today. Megan and I collided last night. Yes. We watched. We did. Yep. So... Yeah, to, let's talk about Collision. Let's do it. Because I don't think we... Unless, do you have something to pop, Megan? We've got a pop. We do? Well, I, um, well, I guess I, I brought up a drink. It's not going to make a noise. But I have a uh, at-home, from a jar, Starbucks cold brew. Nice. Wow. Well done. Is it good? It's good. It's not as good as, like, from Starbucks or from, like, Tim Hortons or anything like that. But... It, it gets the job done. I've been on, like, a four to five cup coffee regimen a day. Not not healthy. That's um, a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. Um, sometimes I want that coffee cold. So uh, it's uh, it's been helping. I need, to, I need to cut back, but it's been a little tough uh, going back to work and taking care of a newborn. So a little tiring. Totally How about you, Megan? Um, well, just so the listener knows, it, it Jenny's drinking a coffee drink, but it is, in fact, 1 p.m., so I'm busting out a, it's also very hot outside, um, a Rheingeist Rhein Brewery, it's, um, oh. it's their RG Bev's line, which is, like, oh, very colorful RGB, you know, uh-huh. uh, and this is a Blizzy Blast, which I feel like Ooh. just sounds like Gatorade flavoring, <laughs> but I think it's, it's berry, like, it's, a uh, you haven't tried it before? I had one um, the other day. So it's raspberry, blackberry, and natural flavors. And I it's not beer. I think it's like, I guess it's a seltzer. Is it like... Um, Could you Paul? Yeah. Uh, kind of, but I think lighter. That's why I think it's more of a seltzer. Because it's not like, it doesn't have the texture of beer. Okay. Well, here we go. It's a can, so it sounds like you'd expect a can. Nice crack, and that is a beautiful bottle. I like the bright purple. Yeah. Yeah, see, the liquid inside to me looks like kind of, it looks like uh, purple purple water. So, I guess it is a seltzer, but. All right. Cool. All right. Let's do it. Let's talk about Collision. I watched Collision in a really weird way yesterday, (laughs) in that. I got home at about 9, 10 p.m. You guys were on Skype watching Collision together. Colliding. That's Colliding. What I mm-hmm. sat down, watched the rest of the show. Then this morning, I watched the first hour and 10 minutes. So it was, a, it was a weird way to experience it. I mean, last night you got to see the match you wanted to see, pretty much the height of the action, the main event. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yes. So let's talk about the other things that happened on the show, uh, including Jenny's favorite part of Collision, the cold open, where <laughs> everyone cuts promos, including this time the acclaimed, and Max Caster rapped pretty much without a beat, which was weird. We and may have uh, missed part of this because we were we were trying desperately to catch the live feed, and it mm-hmm. was uh, cutting into the Max Caster portion, so uh, I feel bad. 
Uh, we also got words from Christian and uh, CMFTR. Yes. Um, so we open up Tony Schiavone's in the ring. He welcomes Ricky Starks and immediately starts admonishing him. Um, Ricky Starks basically it's revealed that he's been suspended for 30 days due to his his very rude actions against Ricky Steamboat last week. Um, but he has procured a manager's license. And he says he is going to use that to make CM Punk's life a living hell for the next 30 days. So I actually like this. I thought that's like, oh, that's kind of a fun idea. I don't so, understand how you can be suspended, but... He's suspended from wrestling. So is your interpretation that he's going to use his manager's license, license purely to come to that, like, the ringside? Or is he going to try to find someone to tag along with and say, technically, I'm managing them? Like, I assume... Ladder. I, yeah, I assume he has to, like, you know, latch on to someone and say, okay, you're going to wrestle CM Punk this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we'll other see how that plays out. Unrelated note. His vest was insane. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming it's fashion. It's fashion, probably. Um, but it just looked like he was carrying two purses on each side. Like, one person each side, basically. And, uh, like, pleather. I don't know. It was wild. And bright yellow. It was, it was a choice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Uh, next up, we a long video package uh, featuring FTR and the Young Bucks and just going over their whole history. They're going to have a... Jenny's looking at me because I'm eating... Um, I'm talking with my mouth full of cookie. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we get the Acclaimed taking on the Iron Savages, who used to be Bear Country. And then they added a guy named Jack Jameson. <laughs> who's kind of their manager, but I think he also wrestles. But they're no longer Bear Country. Right. They're just Boulder and Bronson. And then they have this guy, and they're the Iron Savages. And nobody who follows AEW <laughs> as a television product knows who these people are. They They made it to Dynamite at least once, though, right? prior to this transformation like they're right but like was that 18 months ago maybe <laughs> like possibly more it's really yeah. been quite a time my point is i i remembered this tag team because they're trying to be like a tag team in a in wwe that has like the chris farley guy in it you mean otis heavy machinery yeah, yeah. um my issue with this is that they came in and they had a long competitive match with the Acclaimed. Why? Yes, they do <laughs> kind of look like, if you didn't know them, that they would be some geeks that the Acclaimed beat up really quickly. And most of the audience doesn't know them because most of the audience, you know, weren't watching Dark in the post-pandemic days, you know? Right, yes. Um, or it's a good question. Or isn't watching Ring of Honor, you know? Maybe the acclaimed are just so distraught over Billy Gunn retiring that they can't get their shit together for an easy smash em. Maybe. I mean, when, when they were making their entrance, Bowen's almost said, says your daddy ass, but he stopped short and, like, looked sad. And, you know, they're carrying around those boots like some guilty dead weight. It's hard to let something go if you're 
you're physically carrying it with you. <laughs> yes. But my, I, I thought this was way too long for a match between these two teams. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. I think Jenny and I definitely were lost in conversation at this point because mm-hmm. uh, I assumed as you would, that it would be a quick match. And then suddenly I looked up and it was still happening. <laughs> it's just like, oh, and then, okay. And then a commercial break happened and it was still going on. <laughs> yep. It's like, um, all right. So basically, um, yeah, they won. Caster grabbed the mic, said they're going to wrestle on Dynamite on Wednesday. Because they are true dual brand superstars. Yes, a de- um, the first official declaration of somebody being a dual brand superstar or I guess uh, the first declaration of anything, because I don't think anybody has officially said they're a single brand superstar. No, so the acclaim said the first night of Collision that they were going to be on both shows. Oh, okay. okay. So, but they're the only team that's like said it. Okay. But does anyone else remember that? Because I yes. do. Okay. Yeah. I'm just bad um, at it. Well, you know, you don't take notes on Collision. It's true. How do I commit this to memory? We had backstage and Lexi Nair, who I thought Lexi Nair had maybe the best night of her career. I thought she I thought she really leveled up on this show. I have some notes later. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, she is interviewing Bullet Club Gold and uh, they keep making references to the elites and how they're the most elite lineup of the Bullet Club. And the rumor is that um Uh-oh, sneeze break, sneeze break. All right. Um, I bet for you to, like, vamp in, like, a useful way, not just to say what was happening. <laughs> well, you said the rumor is, and I had nothing to fill in. There's, I don't know the rumors. I don't listen to wrestling podcasts and read wrestling Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now. I'm so sorry about that, guy. Jenny just shows a bad time to sneeze. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> What's the I rumor? I was trying though? to stop it, but I knew I couldn't. The rumored match for uh, there is a rumored match on All In that would be uh, Kenosuke Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold, the uh, the Bang Bang Gang uh, part of Bullet Club Gold, not the guns. Okay. Uh, versus Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Hangman Page. Ooh, that well, would, that be, would be fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's what kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that's happening, but that was kind of the rumor going around this week. And uh, I think that's, you know, the fact that Jay and Juice are starting to talk about the elite makes sense in that way. Yeah, I did think it was like, why do you keep saying the elite? No. You're not the elite. Calm down. And the guns are going to wrestle the young bucks on Wednesday to prove once and for all that they are the best brother tag team. Somewhere the Hardys are going to try to get in on this action. And honestly, let's just be real, guys. The Young Bucks have won by a mile. <laughs> That's the best brother tag team. You know, it's almost like they're doing a mini tournament, though, because didn't they do Guns versus Hardys like a little while back? And the Guns won. And then they just did Young Bucks versus Hardys on Wednesday, and the Young Bucks won. So it's almost like we're in the finals of this brother's tournament. It's oh like God. a round robin. You're right. But you know Tony Khan loves the tournament. So if he was doing this on purpose, I feel like he would have set up brackets of some sort. Maybe tried to find some no-name brothers to throw in there as, like, an easy win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and he'll even do a bracket when it's just it's just four people. 
Yeah, there's no lines. It's just four matches. <laughs> or sometimes he'll have a tournament and not show you the bracket until like the entire first round is done. <laughs> like yeah. you did with the, with the tag team thing, the, the eliminator. AEW is the place to go if you like a variety of tournament types. Like, don't worry, you'll get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, Diamante and Mercedes Martinez versus Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale. Shockingly, um, the bad girls get the win on uh, the good girls. They cheated, though. They did cheat. Um, Diamante helped with leveraging a pin on Willow with uh, Mercedes on top. But I was just I was just surprised. I, th- I just figured that they were setting those two up to be disposable opponents of the week. Yeah, I would expect the good team to win the, the faces. Um, but maybe that just means we'll get another one and then, you know, Chris Statlander will settle things or Willow will get a one-on-one match against Diamante. Yeah. Uh, then we go backstage again, and this is this is where I thought Lexi and I really shined. Uh, this was her interview with Tony Storm, and I thought these two played off each other really well. And um, Tony Storm, you know, as she was on Wednesday, she's still very depressed uh, walking around, but she's she's sad. She's happy that she and Soraya are in the are both in the four way match because uh, Soraya defeated Sky Blue on Rampage, mm-hmm. um, and basically, uh, you know. Lexi reminded her that Kurashida is in the match, and then Tony Storm got mad and stomped off. So here were my notes. It was Get ready. Segment. Um, at the beginning of this segment, Tony Storm starts her interview by calling Lexi names and saying mean things about Lexi. And meanwhile, Lexi is nodding and smiling the whole time at Tony while she's like putting her down. You don't like argue with someone who's having a nervous breakdown I, in front of you. I don't think I you feel like God. I feel like Renee would have been like at least giving yeah. her like a what? Excuse me? Like one of those yes. looks. But the, Renee the is that Megan just made there is exactly what I mean. Renee's a pro. Like <laughs> Lexi's still working on it. I did I, so yes um, I think we also said her outfit fell somewhere on the spectrum of like Britney Spears and uh, who was the other one? Oh, Clueless. Yes. Like Clueless Britney Spears, which whatever. Uh, but on a positive, I will say I love that when Tony Storm has a breakdown, she turns into like a 1920s Hollywood starlet and uh, she wears, she dresses like that. She has her hair like that. And then she even told Lexi at the end, she said, shut up. And she walked away and Lexi was going to say like goodbye. And then Tony just threw a heel at her, like her yeah. shoe. Like, Lexi okay. did a good job of dodging that shoe. So yes. I will say like the end of it, I was happy with Lexi, but I was just kind of like, don't let someone insult you and just nod along with it. Like you can give a face. You don't, at least you could not nod, but Tony oh, loved this promo. Supplemental marketing for AEW heels. <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, Samoa Joe against Andrew Everett. And uh, Samoa Joe destroyed young Andrew Everett. Not quite as easily as he did um, uh, the guy last week. Was it Serpentico he wrestled last week or something? Yes, yeah, like an actual yeah. roster member. He murdered this yeah. local talent. He he had to put up a little fight. Yeah. Um, he again challenged CM Punk and he said, listen... I told you last week that I wanted an answer. You didn't give me an answer. Uh, so 
I'm going to now I'm going to kill you. Uh, this is essentially a, a reasonable a stance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, it's uh, Luchasaurus and Kristen Cage, and uh, they are doing a promo, and uh, Arn and Brock Anderson come out to interrupt it. Um, getting lots of disrespect on North Carolina out here, dissing Michael Jordan in favor of LeBron James. It's <laughs> something you cannot do in North Carolina. Uh, Arn came out with Brock. Brock uh, just clearly been hanging out and catering. Uh, oh, he's a big ring. boy. He's a little <laughs> soft boy. <laughs> uh, he got in the ring with Luchasaurus. He got beat real fast. Um like, they did go to commercial break, but at no point did you feel like that was needed. Um, Darby Allen jumps uh, Christian after the fact, hit a uh, hit a ollie onto Luchasaurus' back from the top rope with a skateboard, and then they set up a match for Christian and Darby for next week on Collision. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like Brock... Um... He really tried, you know, he wanted to please his father. And I think that it was uh, maybe a bad decision on Arn's part to be like, trot his son out and be like, this is who's going to end you. This guy, my boy. (laughs) And then he just gets to stand out there and watch him get murdered by a dinosaur. (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like kind of a burn. And maybe Arn could have avoided the whole thing by not doing that. Is he a dinosaur? Is he a lizard? You know, Arn wasn't sure. Arn, I think he called him a sea creature at one point. That's true. He's Aquaman. My favorite oh, part of all this was um, when Darby said that he's been around for 65 billion years. You could just very quickly hear Luchasaurus shout back, million. I thought, I was like, that sounds wrong. <laughs> I was like, but he, and in my head I'm like, that sounds wrong, but surely he ran that by somebody. Just to get his trivia right. Uh, next up, Powerhouse Hobbs is here. And here's I, I take a little bit of issue with Hobbs because the week before, he he took the gold chain from QT Marshall, but he was upset about the like QT offering him a, a big match at All Out. And this week, he's talking about the big match opportunity he has at All Out. So... I feel like he did take QT up on it, especially because, so he challenges Miro, Miro comes out, and then QT's guys jump Miro. Yeah, but you could argue he didn't, he didn't, like, coordinate that. He just, maybe he took the match opportunity like he took those chains. I'm sorry, just Cuban links. He certainly (laughs) didn't complain about Nick Camaroto and Aaron Solo uh, Uh, He gave some looks. So... Miro, like, overcame them, but then he walked into a spine buster from Hobbs, and, uh, yeah. So Hobbs left him yeah. a copy of the book Our of Hobbs second right official match for All Out. Miro versus Hobbs. What's that, Megan? He left uh, the book of Hobbs right on his chest for him to read. Ah, yeah. And then, the main event, the House of Black versus CMFTR. And uh, I thought this match was pretty good. It was long. Um, I think this was a at least two commercial breaks. Might have even been three. It started at 20 after and went until 
the end. So it, it was at least three commercial breaks. Yeah. Well, I'll one of them was during the entrances, right? Yes. Between the between the entrances, yeah. yeah. Um, so this was, you know, a lot of stuff here. Too much to recap, but uh, long story short, CMFTR come up short in their quest to uh, add three more belts uh, to their waists as uh, Samoa Joe uh, pulled CM Punk over the guardrail and choked him out. And then uh, Bald got pinned with a Brody King Lariat uh, when they had a three-on-two advantage. And the camera missed both of these things happening. Well, you know, there was some other interesting stuff going on. It just had to capture, I guess, hair at that time. I don't know. That's the only people left. <laughs> this production team is trolling us at this point. <laughs> They're trolling Tony Khan, at least, for the paychecks. It didn't. It didn't used to be every single show there was something major. Now it's every single show. Or like, are they just like stretched too thin now that there's two live shows to do every week? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I remember it being uh, prior to this the worst when they were in the like the Atlanta um, QT Marshall training facility, and it was like, oh, maybe they're just getting the local guys around there to help, but. You know, once it got back on the big, you know, production, I, it seemed like it was going well for a while. And now lately, bad. Lately bad. That's what I would call it. And I would also call this show bad. Um, I hope you guys had a good time watching it together. I, I thought it was definitely the worst episode of Collision so far. Do you think the public will as well? Will we find out in the ratings? I don't know. Like, if... It's almost like, like I like the Ricky Starks promo at the beginning. Tony Storm promo was excellent. The Tony Storm promo was good, and and the main event was like good, but it was like I don't know, it really was like long. it was probably too long. Um, it probably it could have done better with like, you know, maybe ten less minutes and just a little more faster paced or something. Uh, but anyway, what, like that's nitpicky. But like my point is, I just this this to me felt like the least essential episode of Collision so far. And I think they knew that, because really the only thing they were promoting going in was that main event. Was, they, I think they just thought, like, well, we have that, we have a, a six-man tag with CM Punk in it, so people, who cares what else we have? And that's what it felt like when watching it. None of the other matches were anything. No, that's true. That's uh, worrying if that's what they think they can get by on. <laughs> you know, like... You had the the one episode that did such great numbers, 700, whatever. And then, sure, you take a dip because the next weekend you got a pay-per-view slot against WWE. But now you want to make that big bounce back. You don't want to just, like, ride on the hype of a main event. I could see people tuning out, like, throughout the show just because nothing happened in that first hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had fun watching, but we also were chatting. Yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, that's always fun. It was a good one to chat over, I think. <laughs> yeah, Emma had a lot to say, too. Yes. So. She had a lot of opinions. We had, no. you know, liveliness going on, but yeah, it wasn't It wasn't really about the wrestling. So. Well, I would say a swing and a miss this week. Um, but, you know, hey, they can't all be winners. 
Well, next week is next week the go. Yeah, the next weekend's the go home show. No, no the weekend after. Okay. No, because there'll be a there'll be a collision the night before uh, all in. Okay, so they'll have to kick it up for that, right? I mean, they gotta be hyping up. Yeah, they gotta be like hard selling at the last minute there. Especially if they're gonna ask you to pay twice in two weeks. And they haven't promoted any like. I'm, what are they going to put on All Out other than the Hobbs match? Derby Allen versus Luchasaurus. Those are the two matches we know. Quite I'm a pay-per-view being built up. That. I mean, we are. <laughs> like, we're going to buy the show because that's what we do because we cover them. But, yeah, I get Jenny's your point. Jenny's like, you're going to buy it and I'm going to pretend I don't see that charge. Exactly. Also, it's only $50. Still. All right, well, hopefully uh, Wednesday will bring us a better uh, episode of AEW programming with the upcoming Dynamite. Until then, uh, for Megan and for Jenny, I'm Andy. This has been another edition of the Elite Beat. Elite Beat, Elite Beat, Elite Beat, Elite Beat, Elite Beat.